that's so braven. If you don't listen to this podcast, do you know what happens? You get it. Okay. I feel good about that. <laughs> That's So Braven is brought to you by Tardy's Collector Corner and Grand Rapids Comic Con. Get your tickets today at grcomiccon.com, November 9th through 11th in downtown Grand Rapids. What is going on, everyone? This is Benjamin Raven, and welcome to yet another, we've been busy this week, episode of That's So Braven. Uh, Monday Night Raw just went off the air about eight minutes ago. It is Monday night, August 13th. 11.17 p.m. Eastern Standard Time Zone, and uh, I'm coming off of a busy weekend. I went and checked out Progress, uh, the final stop of their Coast to Coast tour uh, at a Knights of Columbus Hall in Metro Detroit. Fantastic show. We'll get into that later. Uh, unfortunate news that Jim the Anvil Neidhart died today uh, at the age of 63, so positive vibes and all of that sent out to his family, friends, and fans, and Obviously, I'm affected here. Listeners of this show uh, know my affinity for all things Brett the Hitman Heart, and obviously that starts with Jim the Anvil Nightheart and the Heart Foundation back in the 80s and stuff like that. And uh, Yeah, we'll unfortunately have to get into that a little bit later too, but I want to keep things short here. Uh, that's so Braven. We are sponsored by Tardy's Collector Corner, Grand Rapids Comic Con. Get those tickets at grcomiccon.com. And we will be on Podcast Row at StarCast with two R's, StarCast.com. Uh, we cannot wait for that. We will be live podcasting on Friday. StarCast is brought to you by Buffalo Wild Wings. Bring, uh, if you're at StarCast, bring your ticket stub in to the Buffalo Wild Wings at Hoffman and States and get 15% off your bill. We can't wait to get down there Wednesday night. Uh, that, that, that Wednesday night heading into the weekend, uh, meet all the other guys on podcast row, podcast row and eat a bunch of Buffalo Wild Wings. And we all got to talk and kind of hang out for the first time virtually in a, uh, podcast row conference call last week. And that was cool. And we're really looking forward to it. And once again, uh, if you're looking to get, spread the word of mouth about your brand to that male demographic, Look no further than that, so Braven. Shoot us an email at quarternerdspodcast at gmail.com or benjaminraven1 at gmail.com, and we can get you some reads, some social media. You help us, we help you, all that stuff. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. But let's get into Monday Night Raw. A couple things to note here. Renee Young, the first woman to ever uh, be behind the commentary booth for an entire episode of Monday Night Raw, and to put the cherry on top of it all, her real-life husband, Dean Ambrose, makes his surprise return at the end of the night as it's announced that he will be in Seth Rollins' corner for his match against Dolph Ziggler for the Intercontinental Championship. Dean looks jacked, in great shape. He's got a shaved head, a cleanly shaven face. It's a new, good look, and he looks great. And the pop when that Chainsaw music intro hit was just massive. Uh, I believe in that Greensboro, North Carolina crowd, so that was a really cool moment. 
one starts to wonder what the hell Dean's going to do. You know, this is a former world champion. This is a main event level guy. He's returning as a manager in his friend's corner in an intercontinental championship match. Uh, maybe we get a heel turn. Maybe he helps Seth win it. I don't know. Look, look for a big storyline impact here. I don't think Dean just casually comes back as a manager in this match. So I'm very excited for that. And uh, while we're on the topic, Renee was a very positive, positive welcome addition to the commentary booth on Monday Night Raw tonight um she's in tune with the storylines she's in tune with the talent you know she got caught doing the classic michael cole oh and that was the only thing she would add she did that a couple times but you know first time out there it's odd coming in as third the perceived third fiddle to graves and cole and uh i thought she did a great job uh positively added to the storyline positively added to the entertainment aspect of the show and her and Graves have some serious, seemingly on-air chemistry, and there's something there, and hopefully they explore it, because I think the return of Coach, at least the return of Coach behind the play-by-play booth, has been a disaster, and I think they can better utilize him, just like they can better utilize Renee by putting her on full-time raw commentary. So, I say roll with it. Based on her performance and the fact that Coach just is not working, and that the audience is legitimately rejecting him. Like, it's not good heat. He's being rejected because people don't like him. I mean, I'm sorry. He has kind of done that to himself with the way he handles himself on social media and the way that he has not been in tune with the current product, seemingly. I mean, he seems off base with the product and stuff like that. But a very solid Raw episode that also showed... That also... (laughs) Sorry, a little tired. I've been doing some stuff this week. Uh, More on that later. But, um... Also, yeah, check out uh, recent uh, That's So Brave in Episodes, recapped the New Japan G1 Climax 28. You can find that at thecourtofnerds.com, but uh, you can find it anywhere you listen or get your podcasts. You can find us on iTunes. Please, wherever you listen to your podcasts, find us, subscribe, rate, review, leave a review. It really helps us. It really helps our, uh, our shows get to the top of those lists and just, you know, the more positive reviews and the more positive subscriptions going in the right direction, then the better for us, the better for you, because, you know, let's, let's do this thing together. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, broke down the New Japan uh, G1 Climax 28. Tanahashi beat Kota Ibushi in a fantastic final. It was a fantastic G1 Climax start to finish with just minor blips in the radar, but great stories told, great action in the ring, and just standout performances guys like Ish- from guys like Ishii and Goto and across the board. Great stuff, great stuff. Check that one out. That one just went up yesterday. And so, yeah, make sure to check that out. Uh, we recently talked with Joey from Hollywood's World of Sports. We broke down the Summer, Cl- Summer Slam and NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 4 card. Drew was in on that one. That one was like two days before that one. That's three three podcasts in like four days and then before that we talked to conrad thompson all things starcast top to bottom that was a great talk drew and i had with the head honcho of starcast that talk is still relevant today because it's only been a week so check that one out find us before that we had ann riccaboni on and before that we did the wrestlecation episode where austin r.i.p sweetwater and i fielded questions from sledge and hammer stacy and uh kevin uh, uh pro wrestling so it was a good time it was a good time check those out check those out make sure to check those out and uh yeah once again we'll be at starcast super looking forward to that oh yeah back to raw sorry uh, when i when i lose my train of thought i just go into promotion mode um 
Back to Raw. Paul Heyman uh, had a fantastic segment with Roman Reigns tonight. I thought that was brilliantly done. Heyman pulled a fast one on the crowd. The announce team did a great job of staying out of the way and selling it when they picked their spots. And Paul, Roman, and Brock, it was fantastic. You know, Paul came out pleading with Roman almost to be his manager and even cited traveling on the road and speaking Samoan with his uncles and his father and stuff like that. And then when he hands Roman the contract for Paul to potentially become his manager, he sprays him the eye with pepper sprays. Pepper spray. Roman goes down, clearly in severe pain, and then Brock music, Brock's music hit and comes out and makes Roman pass out with a guillotine choker, whatever, whatever, what have you. Yeah. Um, thank God Heyman came out and did what he did because the Roman promo was going classic woof woof big dog promo. He's going to stick Brock's head up Dana White's ass. It kind of went off base and just went into his random insults. So that started poorly, and it ended fantastically. Paul Heyman with a fantastic heel, greasy, 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 greasy man promo with Roman. I'm telling you, everybody's so convinced Roman's going to win this match. You you don't bet against the booking of Brock Lesnar. (laughs) Come on, how can you? I mean, seriously, I know you say don't bet against Roman Reigns, but <laughs> this is technically Roman's sixth chance at Brock in the Universal title. He's over five. And yes, I am counting the Fatal Four Ways and Triple Threat and what have you on the pay-per-views. Pay-per-view, Universal title shots. But uh, the B-team retained their tag team titles against the Revival and the Deleters of World in a Triple Threat tag team match. Uh, news on that, the B-team will defend the Raw Tag Team titles against the Revival on the SummerSlam kickoff show. Lana and Rusev will take on Zelina Vega and Almas on the pre-show. And Drew Gulak will try to take the Cruiserweight title from Cedric Alexander on the pre-show. So that means Finn and Corbin makes the main card. The SmackDown Tag Titles makes the main card. Stuff like that. So moving both women's title matches, obviously, make the main card. That's good news. It's always good news. I like being at that point. That's good. It would look bad going into Evolution if you had one of those matches on the kickoff show. Not saying I expected it, but would we be really surprised if that happened? Just be honest. Other than that, a very solid Raw. Notable with the return of Dean and... Renee's debut on commentary. It was nice to see the social media support and all things like that. And uh, I guess I'll get into this before getting into the fun progress stuff. But Jim the Anvil Neidhart died at his home today at the age of 63. TMZ reports that it was a fall at his home, a head injury. It's terribly sad news. Um, that's one that touched me just because it's someone I grew up with. My love of Bret Hart, his impact in WCW, WWE, WWF, even TNA. And, I mean, I mean, so many appearances in WWF. I believe he main evented two WWF pay-per-views as a member of the Hart Foundation. He's a two-time tag team champion. Uh, one of the coolest storylines of all time. One of the coolest organic professional wrestling things of all time was the Canada versus USA. Hart Foundation versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. Americans versus Canada fans. Uh, one night they get cheered like never before in Canada. The next night they get booed out of the building. Just really cool stuff. He was a part of that. His laugh, his maniacal character, his beard, the heart attack finishing move, uh, just his impact. His daughter, Natalia, is a fantastic competitor and obviously just a rock in that locker room. And just she's someone that's just continually evolved and really helped progress women's wrestling. Um, so, yeah, rest in peace to the anvil. Uh, 
social media outpouring of support from the likes of Bret Hart and Hulk Hogan and uh, Michael Hayes and the Something to Wrestle and Bruce Pritchard and just people like that. It was, you know, this was obviously Bret Hart. Yeah, it was uh, just tough to see his reaction. Um, saw a photo of the Revived Heart Foundation. You talk about that <clears throat> faction in the mid to late 90s. Brett's the only one left. Owen's gone. Davy Boy's gone. Pillman's gone. Anvil's gone. It's just heartbreaking. Your heart goes out to Bret Hart and the Hart family and the friends of the Anvil and WWE and just uh, his fans and everybody affected by it. It's tough. It's been a tough couple of weeks for wrestling fans. It's, it's some heartbreaking stuff. 63 years old. That's too young. I don't care. That's way too young. Falling at home, if that's the case. Uh, just tough stuff. Thoughts and prayers. All that stuff to, to his family, friends, and fans. Well, let's cheer it up a little bit, eh? Uh, because last night on Sunday night, I caught Progress for the first time in my life live um, in Metro Detroit. It was a great Sunday night show, the last of their U.S. coast-to-coast tour. Very, 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 very happy I checked that out. I am sad that I did not do the double feature. Evolve had a show before Progress. Uh, I was not able to make the double feature. I was able to make the evening show, and you know what? No complaints here because I saw an amazing night of action. Oh, my goodness. I cannot wait until progress comes back. Even if it's Toronto or Chicago or within a couple of hours, I will go see them. I will go see them. It was a seven-match card. Uh, Just some fun stuff. Uh, A four-way women's match tore the house down. Jordan Grace, uh, I believe she'll be at StarCast. Uh, she She shined in the four-way match for the Progress Women's title. And while she didn't win, she still had some really, really cool spots. Uh, Ginny retained her title. Tony Storm was fantastic. The crowd was super hot for this one. Natalia Markova hit some nasty kicks. Watch out for her. She doesn't have much of a crowd reaction yet, but uh, I was impressed by all four ladies in this match, and that was a fun one. Uh, Ginny retained after a nasty spike pile driver, and then she pulled the opponent out of the ring. Just awesome stuff. Really fun. Tyler Bate took on Eddie Dennis. Uh, Tyler Bate is really fun to watch live. That move where he hits into the ropes with his shoulders and collarbone and kind of sends himself back in. It's really cool to see live. And uh, he hit the Tyler Driver Tiger Bomb finisher on Eddie Dennis, who is much taller and larger than Bate. And my buddy Julian Bond caught it on slow motion and it just looks cool i mean bait nails that move he delivers that finisher it looks so real it looks so good he won the match but it was it was just super fun you know that's that's just what i want to say about progress if you ever have the chance to see them live do it because it's like pure pure pro wrestling it's fun it's hard hitting it's serious but it doesn't take itself too serious and it's just i mean it's i mean it is what it is it's punk rock it's fun it's classic pure pro wrestling as it should be and it's a blast to see live uh tk cooper took on jimmy havoc havoc kept pulling out chairs and stuff like that just shenanigan filled fun match uh really good stuff i have no idea what tk cooper was wearing his entrance gear was like harambe with david bowie and stuff like that like it was like the people who died in 2016 ring gear I don't even remember who won that match, but it was a fantastic, fun match. It was really cool getting the opportunity to see Jimmy Havoc live. I mean, that's super cool. Volter Volter defended the Progress World Championship against Mark Andrews, Mandrews of WWE UK, Cruiserweight, I mean, uh, the UK tournament. Uh, He's appeared on 205 Live. Uh, Very fun match here. Very small man versus a very big monster mountain of a man. They worked that well. They chopped the shit out of each other. They flew around the ring. 
Andrews made Walter look like a million bucks. Uh, super fun match that the champion retained. While also surviving some shenanigans. Uh, other than that, we had Pete Dunne and Trent Seven taking on the Page Brothers. Ethan Page is an absolute blast to see live. Uh, the Page Brothers are fun. This was a very, 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 very fun. You're laughing. You're ooing. The crowd was so into this match. Uh, Dunne and Seven, those guys are, once again, really cool to get to see those guys live. It was an absolute blast. Uh, Dunne almost delivered the bitter end to a kid after the match. And... I don't know, uh, Trent Seven is just, um, if, if, if you ask me what the most fun type of pro wrestler is to see live in a Knights of Columbus Hall, it's Trent Seven. He's an absolute blast. He sells like a million bucks. He's a great wrestler, and he's just pure fun, and what a great tag match. <clears throat> After that, we had a six-man scramble, Elliot Sexton, Brody King, Flash Morgan Webster, who uh, chose to sat on the outside for this match and uh, try and bitch out of competing. We got Jack Sex Smith, Chris Brooks, and A.R. Fox. We broke the top rope early on in this one, and the guys prevailed because even after the rope broke, every move A.R. Fox did, he was coming off of the second rope. It was just absolutely ridiculous. Um, Elliot Sexton is fun. Brody King is like a thicker, meaner Alistair Black with the tattoos and the mean, just punk rock look to him. Uh, he was a million, I mean, I really liked him, and Flash Morgan Webster is clearly full-on heel shitbag. He won the match by sneaking in. <laughs> it was really good. He had a couple funny spots where all the guys super kicked him at the same time. He, somebody, Elliot Sexton, uh, threw him while he had his helmet on, did a little pin, a dart move with him. It was, it was just a super fun match. It was just super fun. The rings broke. And then for the main event, the bottom ring broke before the main event, and they just removed the bottom rope. So there was just two ropes for the bottom rope. The Progress World Tag Team titles, the newly crowned champions, Flamita and Bandito, defending against the grizzled young veterans. And my goodness, Gibson is such a heel. He delivered a scything promo on Detroit prior to the start of the match. And let me just tell you what, I am so proud to be part of StarCast and All-In Weekend. I cannot wait to see Bandito. Oh my goodness, this guy is so insane to see live. What a cool, 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 um, just different layer to the Progress roster and the Progress show. Just super cool stuff. If you ever have the chance to check this promotion or Evolve out, I recommend you doing it because I heard Evolve show was amazing too. I saw Stokely Hathaway had a cool, mo Hathaway had a cool moment. Matt Riddle was there. Joey Janela was there. Penelope Ford was there. Just, uh... Make sure to check those guys out if they ever come back to the States or you ever overseas and see if they got a show going on. I highly recommend it. Had an absolute blast. Mm -hmm.